So the Saints host Kansas City on Sunday, and everyone knows when you play Kansas City, you have to score points. Um, so Taysom Hill, you know, teams are starting to get an idea of him. Uh, he's a limited passer. Do you think the Saints, the Saints should consider going with Jameis Winston or at least have a plan for him so they could put Taysom Hill back in that gadget role? Yeah, possibly. Um, but outside the Eagles game, you know, the, the Saints, they were doing fine. Uh, obviously, you drop that. Now you put yourself back in the you know tie with the Packers for the for the number one spot in the NFC. I think Drew Brees is about a week away. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like you know the, the Saints are preparing for Brees to come back and moving forward. Brees is their guy for the I, I would assume for the rest of the season. So yeah, but but you know as they prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to score. I mean you know, we we see that you know even on a Chiefs off game, a C game for the Chiefs, they'll still put up thirty five on you. So the Saints are going to be able to move the ball on on, on this Kansas City defense and. If I was Sean Payton, I would, you know, take a strong look at Jameis Winston. But, you know, for, for me, it's, for me, seeing how sluggish the offense has been and, and not being able to click on all cylinders with Taysom Hill, I would, you know, it does concern me that, you know, Payton hasn't turned to, to, to Jameis so far because it's like, well, well, why now? What is he, what are we, what are we missing in practice that, that Winston isn't doing? So it'd be interesting to see if, you know, this Sunday, uh, if, if Winston will, will, will get any reps at quarterback. <laughs> Um, so Pittsburgh, they've lost two in a row, so they're turning the wrong way in December. Um, all their problems are really coming to light. Like, they're glaring problems. They can't run the ball. Sometimes they don't even try to run the ball. Uh, even though they have all these receivers, Claypool, uh, Johnson, who's struggling with his drops, Juju, they don't try to push the ball down the field. And defensively, they still have that strong unit, but you're seeing the loss of Devin Bush and Bud Dupree. So... And then they're, so on Monday they're going to play the Bengals and they're probably going to win that game by twenty and people are going to think that they look better um, and because they have eleven wins they're going to go to the playoffs but do you think that this team can recover in time? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, because right now, um, you know, obviously Pittsburgh got to that hot eleven zero start, but you want to be playing your best football as you get closer and closer to the postseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers simply aren't doing that. Um, you look at Kansas City, you know, and, and Kansas City can definitely hit another gear, but the Chiefs have a larger margin of error than any other team in the league, so they can get away with that type of stuff. And you know, you know, it reminds me almost of like the Warriors, you know, a couple years ago with that KD team of, they kind of mess around, but then they hit that third quarter avalanche and they can, can throw a lot on you. So, you know, you take that comparison with the Chiefs and, and the, even the Bills right now, the Bills are playing some really good ball as well. And, you know, when with... But Dupree going out, that definitely hurt the defense. Devin Bush as well, too. And for T.J. Watt, he's now seeing more double teams, you know. So it's, it's definitely not helping their case. The wide receivers, uh, as you just mentioned, Johnson, he dropped a lot of balls. Claypool has kind of went missing uh, from what it, the production he was having earlier in the year. So if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'd be very concerned. Uh, but, you know, if there's any coach that I think can right the ship, it is Mike Tomlin. Okay. You're speaking of the Bills. So they're sitting at 10-3, and and they're closing in on their first division title in 25 years. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, is back to playing as MVP level that he was back in September. Do you think that the Bills are the biggest threat to the Chiefs right now? Um, yeah, I, I would say that because I think I think defensively, um, you know, they, they can get stops, but offensively, one thing as we, as we mentioned earlier, you know, earlier on is that 
with the Chiefs, you have to be able to score the ball. And the, and the Bills can certainly do that with Josh Allen. He can, he can beat you with his arm, as we, that cannon of an arm that he has, and obviously with his legs as well, too. Um, their run game could be better, but obviously it, it works well with Josh Allen because they do some, some different things, but, you know, they're, they're running backs. But uh, Stephon Diggs is having a breakout season. He's playing like a top five wide receiver in this league. Um, and like I said, the defense is good enough to get stopped. So I think if there is a team in the AFC that, that could challenge the Chiefs, to me it is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. So it seems like every time that we've given the Bucks a little praise that they get worse. So we talked about, I mean, the first time that we talked, we thought the Bucks were the team to be in the NFC. Start to lose a couple games. Last time we talked, we thought, you know, still a little more confidence in them, not as much. Um, kind of stumbled down. They're 2-3 and three now with Antonio Brown. Um, so they didn't look that impressive on Sunday against the Vikings, which is a concern because they were coming off a of bye week. Um, they have all this talent, and they're just underperforming. Um, so they're running, like, like the Steelers, they're running out of time to turn around. What is the ceiling, do you think, for this team right now? The ceiling for the Bucks is still super well. I think I think they have everything together. Um, but the NFC for me is, is is very tough. Whether it's from the Packers, you know, the Saints, who obviously they, they had disappointing loss against the Eagles, but I'm not really too too overly concerned about that, especially when when Drew Brees does come back before before the playoffs. Um, you look at even like the Washington football team. Like, sure, they're not they're not a you know it's not a, a lot of they don't jump out you know uh, out to you for a lot of people, but that's a very solid team. They're very well coached. Um, they have some playmakers, uh, Gibson, and then, of course, you, you know, wide receiver and Lauren as well. So um, for the Bucks, you, you know, they better get it together quicker because they could be out in the wild card round. Um, and, of course, Seattle, too, I didn't touch on them. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, but to me, I do think they have enough talent to – enough talent. I do trust their head coach, Bruce Arians, as well, too, to, to turn things around. But once again, you know, in the NFC, it, to me, I think it's a little bit more tougher than the AFC overall from the, the number one seed to the, to the bottom, you know, the last wild card team. So um, if I was a Bucks fan, I would be concerned as well. All right. Uh, so Jalen Hurts will start again uh, on Sunday after leading the Eagles to a big time win. He had 167 yards passing and, and another 100 rushing. So now teams have a little more film on Jalen Hurts. They can have a, a new game plan for him because it didn't look like, well, it didn't. Uh, we all know it didn't, the Saints didn't have a game plan. Like you can tell, they didn't have uh, quarterback spy. They didn't have anything in place for him running. What can we expect for him in his second start against the Cardinals? I think we will continue to see the Eagles use how they have been using him so far. Um, doing a lot of things with his legs and, and being able to pass the ball as well too. But I think it was a great spark for this Eagles team getting a getting a must win game like that over the Saints, you know, a team that is competing for, you know, uh, the number one seed at the time, they still are, um, to be able to to go against this Saints defense that is pretty tough. Like, they had, Saints have a very good defense. For him to, to, to lead the Eagles in the way that he did, I think the Eagles were um, were energized by his presence, you know, getting a spark away from Carson Wentz, who obviously was struggling all year. So, I think we'll, we'll continue to see him use kind of like a little bit more like how you see Baltimore used Lamar Jackson, um, it's kind of in that sense. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, for, for Carson Wentz, I think for this season, it'll it'll be Jalen Hurts moving forward, and then depending on what, what they do, you know, with a new coach, possibly maybe you know they'll they'll go back to to um, Carson Wentz. But as long as Jalen Hurts provides the spark that you need, and in that NFC East, they're right there. You know, they're they're not too far away from possibly getting into the playoffs and winning that division. So I, I think you continue to roll with Jalen Hurts. Okay, so say Jalen Hurts goes out and he's uh, he wins three of the four games that he's starting or two and two. 
What do you? What would you do with Carson Wentz moving forward? You know, it's tough because they, if I'm not mistaken, they take a, a serious cap hit if Carson Wentz mm-hmm. is not on that roster next year. So, you know, it depends. You know, like I said, it depends on what they do with Doug Peterson. If maybe they bring somebody else in, and and maybe somebody else can recapture, you know, the magic of that. MVP like season Carson Wentz had a year ago because we know what Carson Wentz is capable of when he's playing at that type of level. We just haven't seen it lately. So maybe he just maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe he needs a change of coach. I'm not for sure. I think it's too early to tell. But you know, I would say going into a full off season, you know, hopefully because obviously this year was a little weird. It is it's a quarterback battle, and then may the best man win. Okay. Uh, do you think the fact that he would have that big hit? play more of a factor in their decision because it doesn't do you a lot if you have a $35 million backup. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a business decision, right? Like, you know, that's a lot of dead money sitting out there if, if he's not on your roster. So that, that's, why I, that's why that's a big reason why I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, you just move on from Carson Wentz. And also, too, because you know he's definitely capable of, of playing at a high level. So obviously, like I said, it's a weird offseason. Um, still... They could have had. They could have surrounded him with better pieces. Well, um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do. Um, you know, moving forward, depending on if you know, also too, if they if they are able to win that division and play in the playoffs. Okay. So speaking of the NFC East, you already talked about Washington. Um, Jack Dillwillow has built a real defense there. Their defensive line kind of it's kind of similar to the 49ers defense was last year. You know, they get the second overall pick. You draft a pass rusher from Ohio State. They have the ability to take over games. They've hit on all their first-round draft picks at that area, Jonathan Allen, uh, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, and now Chase Young. They play Seattle this weekend, and we saw Seattle struggle against the Giants a couple weeks ago in that pass-rushing unit. What are your expectations this week for them? Uh, well, I know you asked about Washington football team, but I, I fully expect Seattle to bounce back. Um, I think with that veteran team and Russell Wilson um, at quarterback, I think they're – I think at this point in the season – they they'll probably get together and, and be the team that they should beat. But as you just mentioned, this Washington, Washington football team, defensive line is, is nothing, to, <laughs> nothing to play with, man. Like they, They're very good. Chase Young, I think, is probably going to be your, your rookie defensive player of the year. Montez um, Sweat is, is a nice piece on that line as well, too. Um, they got some – the secondary is not that bad either. So um, it'll be interesting. I think if, if Washington goes in and they beat Seattle – I think it should definitely sell some some more alarms in Seattle, but I think people will take this this football team, uh, you know, a lot a lot more seriously, especially as you get closer into the playoffs. I think, you know, if they if they beat Seattle, they'll probably be a lot to win the NFC East. I think they'll they'll um, you know they'll, they'll create more of a gap there. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday. Okay, let's talk a little more about the Seahawks. So they're nine and four right now, and the Rams are also nine and four. Uh, Seattle, they seems like they fixed their biggest problem, which was their. Uh, inability to have a pass rush. So they, Carl's Dunlap has been a big factor in that. And then also having Jamal Adams back. Um, their running backs got healthier and their secondary did as well. And then the Rams. For the Rams, it seems like they're really, like really their only weakness is Jared Goff being inconsistent. So right now, who do you have coming out of this division? I, let me see. Let me put on their schedule. Um, but, you know, coming into this year, the NFC West was, was going to be a gauntlet, right? Even the Cardinals, who are in a prime position to win a wild card 
um, you, you know, get a wild card spot. And then the 49ers, they've had some up and downs, but they're still solid too. So um, let me see. Let me see what the – see here. I don't have it on, on hand. So the Rams have the Jets, so you can pretty much circle <laughs> that in for a win um, this Sunday. Let's see, Jets, Seattle, and Arizona. So I think you'll see the winner of that, that Seattle-Rams uh, game Next Sunday, probably come out of the West, but we could very well see three teams kind of that come out of the NFC West, especially with that added wild card um, um, spot this season. So you, you might see Seattle, Los Angeles, and Arizona there. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about your Packers. Aaron Rodgers is having probably his best season, I think, since 2011. And if I'm not, he won the MVP that year, right? Back in 2011. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's won it twice now, so he's going for his third MVP at this point. Okay, so who would you have as the front runner right now, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? To me, this is this, to me it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think before I would have had Patrick Mahomes, but after Patrick Mahomes didn't have the best game, obviously the Chiefs won. But as we just said, they, their margin of error is a lot bigger than everybody else. Um, if you look at the if you, even if you look at the stats, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, if I'm not mistaken, the only category that he's beating Rodgers in is passing yards. Um, Rodgers has him in total touchdowns, QBR. And um, I believe completion percentage. So, also when you look at the weapons that Mahomes has at his disposal versus Aaron Rodgers, obviously Devontae Adams is having a first team All Pro season. But outside of that, Aaron, Aaron Jones has been banged up, and then when he came back, he hasn't been like himself. So the run game hasn't been as strong as it was last year. Jamal Williams has been a has been a good plug in as well, but. You know, it hasn't been that strong. Alan Lazard, the number two wide receiver, he missed some time. MBS, um, he's he's been up and down. When he's on, he's very, very good. He's one of the, the better complimentary pieces in the league. But when he's off, he's off. And we saw that in the game that cost him in, in, in Indianapolis, right? The fumble that um, with an overtime that helped the Colts win that game. But through it all, Aaron Rodgers has been consistent. The only bad game that Rodgers has had all year is that Tampa Bay game. And we that's one that was, you can chalk that up, you know, every, every team kind of has one of those games each year and to me I think that was kind of the Packers um, so yeah so once again the MVP is for the most valuable player and not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes but once again you look at you know from top to bottom from you know Travis Kelsey to uh, Tyreek Hill and then his backfield um, CH to um, you know Le'Veon Bell getting some help there as well too I think when you compare Mahomes's um, complimentary pieces and Rodgers I think you have to give the edge to Rodgers as of now but you know, one mistake from either one, they could go could, could go back and forth. Okay. Uh, so the Packers currently have the number one seed right now in the NFC. Um, so home field is going to be a little different this year, obviously, because there's no fans in the stands. But no one wants to go to freezing Lambeau Field in the playoffs in January. How important is the number one seed for the Packers this year? Very important. Very important. We actually spoke to um, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers today, and they both, both spoke about that. They they want to you know maintain their focus on is you know each take each week at a time, but they do have the eyes set on that, especially with the Saints giving them that window because now they're on that tiebreaker. So if they went out and they beat um, this week the Panthers on Saturday, then you have Tennessee, which will be the toughest test probably since you know the Colts a few weeks ago, and then um, early in the year with the Bucks, and then you end the season with the Bears. If they went out, they get that seed. And they they talked about it right. Aaron Rodgers has played in multiple NFC Championship games. He's never had an NFC Championship game at Lambeau. When you think about that, and he really wants it, right? And they 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 don't they aren't shy about that at, at all. So, um, 
yeah, they control their own destiny, and 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 we'll see if they can get that, you know, over these next three games. Okay, let's go to the AFC. So the Patriots have won nine straight games against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, in six starts this year, two has thrown nine touchdowns and only one interception. Um, and he has Brian Flores as he goes and faces Bill Belichick. Who has the advantage? Do you think this weekend? I think this weekend in Miami, um, Tua, uh, Tua is definitely making Brian Flores' decision to move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had a you know a really good season up to that point. Um, you know, make it look like the right decision, right? Um, the defense has been has been great for them. Um, even you saw we saw what they did to Patrick Mahomes for the most part, right? He, we, we, they made Patrick Mahomes look human for most of the game, right, for three interceptions, but then the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do. So it is what it is there. But I would give the edge to um, to the Dolphins. So you also look at, you know, Cam has kind of been up and down this year. Um, you know, he was benched, uh, what, was a couple weeks ago? Or was it the last week, if I'm not mistaken? So I would give the edge to the Dolphins right now. And you, uh, How often have you said that, you know, over the past <laughs> 10 years? In the last 20 years, actually, with the with, – yeah, with them, but – I don't know. It's a it's a new era, especially yeah in the AFC East. So I mean, speaking of Cam Newton, um, so the Patriots they're in. I'm just trying to think of how to say this. So like with their quarterback situation, um, kind of hasn't been what they thought this year with Cam. Not all that's on Cam. Just want to make sure that's clear because there's only so much you can do when you have uh, Demir Bird, uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, Gunner, I'm trying to think, uh, Oshevsky, I think that's how you say his last name. There's only so much you can do with that receiving core. Even if you had Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, your offense would still be pretty limited because there's no playmakers. Uh, Jared Stenham's not the answer. They're kind of too high in the draft now to get a, a, a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields or even a Trey Lance. And I don't think, especially when you don't have a chance at one of those playmaking quarterbacks, that... Zach Wilson or a Mac Jones or how great I think he is in college isn't the answer. So what do you think the Patriots do at quarterback next year? Because I honestly think that they might end up just going back with Cam, really, in, at this point, and just use your draft picks on surrounding him with talent. For sure. You know, the, the thing about that is also Cam Newton is a free agent, right? And, um, you, you know, as you mentioned, it's not, not all of Cam Newton's success or failure is kind of all on Cam Newton because you mentioned some of the weapons that's been around him. But also, too, once again, there was a very short offseason. So, you know, especially as a quarterback, coming into a situation, you know, where you go to a spot like New England and having to play under Bill Belichick, um, you know, it's tough. It's really tough. So you can give him another year if he decides to come back. But also, it be interesting to see, you, you know, how what quarterbacks move around, right? You have... Carson Wentz could possibly be available. He might be, he might, could be, you know, a spot that maybe you might have a Ryan Tannehill situation where Ryan Tannehill went from Miami, where he was kind of, you know, okay, we'll move on from Ryan Tannehill. Now he's, now he's a, a very competent starter for Tennessee and gets the job done there. But once again, one back to what I was saying earlier, we know Carson Wentz can play at a high level. So maybe you put him in a situation like with the Patriots, him, Bill Belichick's offense, Josh McDaniels' offense, maybe he can thrive there. Like I said, maybe a new change of scenery. Maybe some other quarterbacks, maybe. Philip Rivers, you know, the, the Colts decide to move on from Philip Rivers, right? And, and and maybe he could be a spot in New England. I don't know if Philip Rivers is done playing either. So you never know. There's there's um, you know, they are in a tough spot because they'll probably be in, in kind of the middle of the draft. Um and like like as you mentioned, a lot of those great quarterbacks that you consider franchise changing quarterbacks, they won't be there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah. Um what has happened in the Raiders? What do you think is going because like earlier, like so they beat the Chiefs. 
Um, and then uh, they were close in that Sunday night game a few weeks ago. And then since then, they've really gone back to being the Raiders. Um, I don't even think that, yeah, they're not even in the playoffs or anything right now. And they kind of like, going in a few weeks ago, I th- kind of thought they were like Tennessee last year. Um, didn't really turn the ball over, could run the ball well. Good enough, I say, on defense. Um, same as some of these other teams like the Steelers or the Bucks. Do you think that they can turn it around? Yeah, no. The question um, is no. Um, because if you look at the position they're in, they're kind of they're already here on the outside looking in. And if out of out of those teams in the hunt for a wild card position, to me it's Baltimore, especially after that big win over Cleveland, um, that would be one of the teams that can get in. Um, over a team like Oakland, you know, you mentioned some of the struggles that they had. You didn't even touch on the fact that, you know, not the big as you, but like you didn't even touch on the fact that the Jets, right? Like, had yeah. took a miracle and it won the worst, you know, you got already won the worst play calls, uh, defense play calls we've seen in recent memory for, you know, Henry Ruggs to beat the guy with Lily, like, no time left, right? So they, they've had some struggles. I know they've had some guys uh, missing some time that this play hasn't helped, but I think with the Ravens, you just seem to come back to earth and um, kind of the team that we thought they would would be coming to this year, which is middle of the pack. Okay. What do you make of, what are your thoughts on the Browns? So uh, they are 9-4 right now, you know, uh, kind of this is the best team I think they've had since 07, really. Um, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's not turning the ball over as much. Uh, he looks really comfortable with Ke- uh, Kevin Stefanski in that offense. Let's start, let's start with Baker Mayfield first. Do you believe that he can be or is right now a franchise-level quarterback? Over the last two games, look that way. I think if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, that's something that you want to see. Um, but um, as you just mentioned, he's he's put them in a position, you know, that that franchise hasn't been in. I think twenty, almost twenty years now, which is uh, on the on the birth of clinching a, a playoff spot, right? So, um, I, I actually I like Cleveland, right? You mentioned um, about threats to um, you know maybe beating the Chiefs, and I, and I know Mr. Buffalo, but I like Cleveland as well too, just in the fact of how strong their run game is. And if you're going to beat this Chiefs team, I know we talk about scoring points, but you also have to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. So the combination of Kareem Hunt and, and, and Nick Chubb there, I think the defense I think the defense is solid. And, and Baker Mayfield has played well for these last two games. They were able to get it done, um, you know, on Monday, but they played well. They were right there in, you know, in it. it was, it's not like Baker Mayfield went to bed. So, you know, if I'm a if I'm a Cleveland fan, I like where the team is at, and you know you get in the playoffs, and, and then I think you really get a chance to kind of see, okay, what you know, how does Baker play, you know, in a, you know in a big spotlight, you know, and a chance to to move on in the playoffs, see how he does. I think you kind of get your answer there. Okay, um, I want to talk about the future of the Cowboys. So biggest question, obviously, going into the off season is what is their quarterback situation going to look like in 2021? Dak is coming off of that uh, big ankle injury, and my thought process is. For for both teams is for the for Dak. Why would I want to go back to the Cowboys? I know it's big to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but you look at it. You can go to a team like the Forty ers or the Colts, who have a better running game at this point, the way that Zeke's playing, a better offensive line, and an actual defense. Um, and then with the Cowboys, you can't really afford to continue to be top heavy in your salary cap because you're just going to have the same team that you have right now for the next five years, especially because you're locked into those guys like Jalen Smith and Zeke and stuff like that. So right now, who do you think will be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback in 2021? I think 
Jerry Jones will probably make the decision to try to bring Dak Prescott back next year, especially with the way this season unfolded and his injury and not paying him his money like Cowboys fans want. But it is a business. So so we'll see. But, you know, he's he's definitely another quarterback, you know, who could, could make his, you know, could be plugged into an offense and put them, you know, back on the map, whether that's the 49ers or whether that's, you know, another name thrown out there is, is Matt Stafford. Maybe, you know, with the position that they're in, maybe they move, you know, if they – they're in a spot if maybe the right quarterback falls to them. Maybe they trade Stafford for extra assets. This is just me talking. This is not anything that's being reported right now, right? But maybe Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is another, you know, another team. You know, maybe he decides if the if the Eagles move on from him, which you know we'll see. Maybe he wants to stay in the NFC East and, and prove that he, you know he's that quarterback that that we thought he was. So uh, to answer your question, if I was a betting man, I think Dak Prescott comes back. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see in, in this offseason. Yeah, we definitely will. Chancellor, I want to thank you again for agreeing to come on the podcast. Uh, great takes as always. Definitely, hopefully I can have you on again sometime uh, during playoffs and we can see how this thing plays out. For sure, man. Just have me, man. Yeah, man. Any, safe, anytime, you too.